Hi, and welcome once again to another edition of What's the Story here on The People Chronicles. My name is Joe Painter, and with me this afternoon is Dr. Pam Ellenberger. Pam, thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. You have quite a story, and there's a whole lot about it I don't know. I was just learning a little bit before we went live here this afternoon. Um, but I know that you spent your entire career as a plastic surgeon. Right. And... Um, I heard about you through a mutual friend, Nancy James. She said, you gotta talk to Pam. I said, why? She has this really cool sustainable farm. I said, oh, okay. But she was a plastic surgeon. Yes. So that's a big transition. It was. And it was a big transition. And that's a lot of study to be a plastic surgeon. That's a large portion of your life in yes. school and a successful plastic surgeon. And then this jump, how did that come about? Um, when I was in my late 40s, heading for 50, I went and talked to a life coach. And um, I had done that once before. And it became pretty clear during that conversation that I was ready to move on to something else. And because it was a private practice, not employed, it, took a, it was a five-year transition. Oh. So I knew that I couldn't just stop and not do anything. So I, I spent a lot of time researching and thinking, and I love to knit, and wool makes me itch. So I ended <laughs> up talking and learning about alpacas. I went to seminars and went to farms and spent time on farms working with the animals. And I love being at the bottom of a learning curve. So the challenge of it was there, because I'm not from a family of farmers. You know, I'm glad you said that, because I wondered, is there farming in your background to go from you know, medicine to farming? No, no. Although medicine has been helpful in taking care of the animals. Mm -hmm. I can give my own shots, and I'm comfortable trimming toenails and doing some minor procedures and helping the vet. But um, I had to learn a lot, and I'm still learning. And we started with alpacas. My husband calls them the gateway animal. And we ended up with chickens and then angora bunnies for their fur. And I finally talked him into pigs. You talked your husband into pigs? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> for? Well, not for fur. pork. Oh, okay. And okay. they also tear up a pasture for you. So they, mm. they root. They get minerals and they eat the worms and they eat the roots. And when they're done, they fertilize the field. You can rake it, reseed it, and don't have to rototill. They've done it for you. Wow. <laughs> and they taste really good. So, wait a minute, I want to point this little. <laughs> and he is so soft, and this, this is alpaca fur. It is. So I feel like. From South America, yes. You know, I see alpacas. I live in Lancaster County, and I see them, but I've never petted one, so I feel like. I'm petting that. You are. Incredibly soft. And this is from your farm. Yes. Which I was sharing. I said, Tony, you got to feel this because it's incredibly soft and you just want to go yeah, like that's, this. That's 50% Angora and 50% wool from, actually the wool belongs to, uh, belonged to a friend of mine who raises sheep in Washington State. So I want to back up a minute. You were um, practicing medicine here in Reading, Pennsylvania. Yes, ma'am. And now you have Bent Limb Farms in Shoemakersville. Right. And it all happened because you like to knit. Yes. Kind of. Kind of. 
I think it's interesting, and, and if we could explore this a little bit, because um, as we grow and, and we try to figure out where is our journey, where is our path, um, I heard you say you went to a life coach. I did. And many of us struggle. We, we maybe have that sense of what next, maybe the transition is forced, maybe it's desired, and you sought out some help for that. Yes. So if you know somebody who is also at a transitional point for whatever reason, forced or chosen or dissatisfied or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be, would you encourage that for others? I would definitely encourage it. Uh, the, the nice thing about a life coach is that they are always on your side. They're, they're really asking you questions and trying to help you always for your good. The difficult part is, is they don't let you off the hook. When they ask you a question to find out more or to help you make a decision, they don't leave that question until you answer it, which is part of what I needed because mm -hmm. it's easy to start thinking about things but not become clear about them. Mm -hmm. The, a life coach that's a good life coach will make you make that decision and be clear before you move forward. What were some things going on that um, were um, warning or signals for you that said, you know, I need to maybe do something different? What, 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 what were some of the feelings or things going on in your life that said, yeah, maybe I need to transition out of medicine and do something else? I didn't know I was going to transition out of medicine until I talked to the life coach. Ah. It was sort of figuring out just where were my 50s going to go. Oh. You know, I was heading for 50. Right. Okay, and at 45, I finally decided I was middle-aged because no, I'm not 90. <laughs> <laughs> That's halfway right. there, so I had to right. say, uh, so you're middle-aged. And um, the kids were getting older, mm -hmm. um, and it was just time to sort of, I had been to a life coach once before, years before, I can't remember when, mm -hmm. and found it very helpful. So as I was coming to my 50s and wanting to not just sort of drift somewhere, I wanted to actually make decisions to go somewhere. You wanted a strategy and a goal and right. a road sign. And I knew that yeah. if I didn't, we actually went to Montreal um, for a weekend. My husband went with me and I don't, he sightseed and while I was with her with the coach and um, but it was it was a very productive but difficult weekend because like I said she wouldn't let me not answer questions yeah which is healthy Yes, and, and those answers led you to Bent Limb Farms which it sounds did. like it's a partnership with you and your husband well, we, we laugh because he's still <laughs> practicing medicine. Okay. Um, and the role we have is I break it, he fixes it. Oh, that's nice. Yes, it works. Yeah, yeah. I break things, he fixes them. Yes, I couldn't do, I really couldn't do it without my husband. And what you're doing is, is sustainable farming. We're trying to be sustainable. Well, we hear that word a lot. So how would you define that? What makes it sustainable farming? I heard you say, well, the pigs till the land, so now I don't need to row to till. Right. Is that it's, part of it? it? It's interesting. I was just on a panel at the Farmhouse Kitchen mm -hmm. on Penn Avenue, which is 
one of the restaurants um, that's just opened up. It's, it's quite delicious. Yeah. <laughs> and and <laughs> they, like that one, yeah. they work with local farmers. So it was, okay. there were three of us. We were the animal raising part. They had done vegetables the week, a week or two before, and then we three all raised animals. And the definition of sustainable is difficult. Um, and farming to be sustainable is difficult without outside inputs. It, diversity is key. That's part of why I wanted pigs. People eat pork. Right. It's, there are very few people who don't like bacon. Right, that's you know, true. And it comes from pigs. Plus, pigs are a hoot to raise. They're so much fun. Um, but to try to be sustainable, a lot of the farms have to have outside income. One of them works off the farm. Okay. Um, which is sad. But it's an but incredible it's, amount uh, of work. Farming is. It is. You're working and, every and I don't, day. And I'd, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, the animals need attention every day, even no matter what the weather. Mm -hmm. um, and the interesting thing is, is that it, it also makes you more aware of life in general. We're very in tune to the seasons. Mm -hmm. You know, I love summer, but I'm glad when summer, by the time summer comes around, I'm ready to stop summer chores and move everybody close and hunker down for the winter. And now it's getting time. It's time to get everybody out again. It sounds like you're more present. Yes. In, in, in the and moment, and we could all use that, certainly. And when I drive down to the barn, my, my commute is from the house down around to the barn. And I drive, in the evening, I drive in to the sunset. So I see the sunset, my animals come running, and I can actually feel my blood pressure go down. Now that's a beautiful thing. It can is we visit your thing. farm? Yes, yes, and actually we are having shearing day April 7th from okay. 8 to 2. It's at the farm. It's free to the public. And um, I hire a professional shearer, and he will shear all the alpacas. We have a, um, a food truck that will be there and a baker and other friends that set up and, um, little vending tables and a beekeeper who does beehive demonstrations. And I, I presume we could get these things yes. at your farm? Yes. Is it open all the time? I mean, that's an open house, but if you wanted to get some of these things, is that an open house or is it Thursday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday afternoons. And that's on our website, bentlimfarm.com. And if we have questions, if you want to venture out on a new path and want to think about sustainable farming or even maybe a sustainable garden, you want a baby step, can can we get some conversation with you? You, oh, you share yeah. tips? I, I love having people come to the farm. Uh, not gardening, though. Oh, and I, <laughs> I only grow protein. Oh, okay. I never thought about growing animals. Mm-hmm. And, and this is protein. Their hair is protein, just like ours. Really? Yes. Learn something yes. new every day. <laughs> and I bet you can learn a lot more at Bent Limb Farms. This is fascinating and some really good advice if you're feeling you don't know where you're at, seek direction mm -hmm. and look for a guide. And find one that you feel comfortable with. That's also key. In your first coach you call may not be the right one, but don't give up. Okay. Good advice. And it's from Pam Ellenberger, and she's at Bentland Farms in Shoemakersville. Pam, thanks so much for stopping by and talking with us. Thank you so much. My pleasure. These stories are made possible in part by Spring Ridge Financial, Heidelberg Restaurant, Queen City Restaurant, and PJ Wood.